Hi guys, welcome to Glitch in the Code. I'm here today with my good friend Robin Kelly. We've just done a few films together. we just come back from New Zealand. I say just, it was back in pre-1980, um, COVID-1984. Well, it wasn't. It was just at the, the beginnings of the world going completely mental or the world coming out of the shadows as being mental. Because it's, in my opinion, and I think in yours, Robin, it's been mental for a very, very long time. Now it doesn't care who sees it. And this is what we want to talk about today. But mostly we want to talk about how creativity can help you in a crisis and how maybe creativity has helped messages and concepts come through and solutions to come through through the ages. So you're talking about 1984, Brave New World, the music that, you, that you've that you written, Bob Dylan's music, Michael Jackson's music. Anyway, if you look at all these things, books, these class, incredible books, I know you've got a lot of quotes there, how that can seep through the utter utter madness that we are now living in robin when i know I, I first spoke to you two years ago we used to laugh about this but i don't think me and you could quite see i don't have the words to tell you how backwards i can see it but i, I don't actually need to, i don't think i need to even tell you that and that's hard to explain when it's so blatantly clear that you're in a nut house and then that that's getting accepted is the most bizarre thing that I've, in 40 years of being on this planet, I don't have the words to explain the world that we live in now. I don't, and I, I don't know if you have, and it's, a, it's, it's funny and it's tragic and it's shocking, and I don't really have the words. As someone who's supposed to interview someone, how the hell do you explain what's <laughs> happened in the last nine weeks to planet Earth. Hi, look, hi, hi, Rich. Um, it's lovely to have you over here. By the way, it was great. Um, look, I, I'm I'm totally with you on this, and it's this lockdown period seems to have done two things. Uh, well, does one thing to one set of people who have gone into sort of retreat and pondered life <laughs> in the toilet and and, and scratched their heads. Um, and tried to find creativity and humour in uh, having had some peace. And I, I have to admit, there were parts of lockdown I really enjoyed. You know, we—I I was working as a doctor. I was a, supposed to be essential, um, and therefore was working in the mornings, talking to people on the, on on the phone and to tele consultations. In the afternoon, go for long walks and um, uh, try to do a bit of creative. And, and now we're, we're ahead of the world in some ways, although we're way behind, of course, but we're ahead of the world in that we've come out of lockdown and we're seeing what happens post lockdown, the unease, the confusion, the paranoia. Uh, I, I'll give you a for instance is that now people are going back to work. Uh, it is now midwinter. So everybody's beginning to get a cold. So everybody, if they sneeze, they're sent home. So these are broken businesses, but if anybody sneezes, they're sent home um, <laughs> and uh, until they stop sneezing. 
because everybody's going to be catching colds. And this is what's going to happen to you guys if you do come out of lockdown in any way. You won't cope completely. Then uh, come October, everybody starts having a sneeze and it all goes back again. Okay, and then you've got to. I mean, I, I did some testing yesterday. I haven't done some testing for two or three weeks, the COVID up your nose testing. Um, and, and it was an elderly lady. And as you know, what's happened is that we were supposedly free of COVID <laughs> completely, <laughs> which was an odd thing. And then two people came in via the UK because their father had died. Uh, come to a funeral um, and apparently there was some slip up they should have been tested but they didn't so they went down to Wellington on the train uh, started to sneeze they had the the, the the swab up their nose and all hell's broken loose basically because we've got two cases of COVID and they're in there I don't know they're young people uh, now what's happened of course is that it's all it's, business is about confidence as far as that. it's not about sort of anything but predicting a future which you can't do so because of that there's a, a fear from businesses that it's just all going to turn to custard again which is going to wipe us so watch how we're doing this all right the strange thing is i've been a doctor for 45 years and <clears throat> when you make a diagnosis you make it on a lot of criteria you make it uh, for the individual person you very rarely base it on one test People usually now want, uh, could you x-ray my back? Um, and I said, well, I'd x-ray your back, but it's not, where's it going to get get her? You know, are we going to change the treatment because of it? Oh, no, I'm not sure. So there's a sort of, people have thought that there's some magic way that we make a diagnosis, but it isn't. You do a swab, sometimes the swab's positive, sometimes it's negative. Uh, you look at the person, you work out what else is happening in their life, are they stressed, all that. So you look at the whole picture. And that's been lost because everything's turned into black and white. You've got COVID or you haven't got COVID. You know, your left wing or your right wing and all that that sort of stuff. Um, and, and yeah, and, and it's been very, it's very damaging. So once you go out of lockdown and we're supposed to be free of the virus, which is quite bizarre because we're not testing everybody. Um, and then there's two people who sneeze and, and the whole thing, Full turns to custard, and I'm just just warning you guys that as you and that's going to be the problem. So the next thing is the is the vaccination. Now, the black and white idea that of the narrative of vaccination is that you're pro-vax or you're anti-vax. All right, there's nothing in the middle. Now the whole where everybody sits in the middle is no, we want vaccinations, we want them to be safe and to work. Right. It doesn't mean we're anti-vax, so, but that's against the narrative as well. Mm. And we want to actually sit down and if we've got a baby and talk to a doctor, what's in these vaccinations? Because what we're doing for this baby is we're probably breastfeeding. We want to give it love. We want to give it the best environment possible. So quite possibly somebody intelligent is going to ask, well, what's in this thing that you're injecting that my kid is yelling about? You know, isn't it quite important for us to sort of work that one out? Okay, no conspiracy there. This is what grown-ups would should do for their kids. Uh, so they are going to say, um, okay, let's get this vaccination for this kid. Now, Fauci himself said, look, it may last three to six months, which means I'll have to give you another one, all right? Now, so you're going to ask your baby, you're going to say, well, does my baby have to start having these vaccinations every six months for something that won't affect them till they're 80. 
<laughs> so, you know, mm. isn't that a logical way of thinking? I said, and so is this an, so we are, are we going to say that we've got to give these people 160 vaccinations <laughs> for something, well, when they're 80? They won't. <clears throat> and now, and so that, isn't that a logical way of thinking? All right. And so, but they'll be classed as anti-vaxxers because they're actually asking two steps of a question that isn't black and white, okay? The other thing is the anti-vax movement has started by people who were pro-vaxxers, their kids were vaccine injured. That was the other thing, okay? So are they gonna force people who's had a vaccine injured child yeah. to, um, to re-vaccinate that child on the rest of their family? So this is what they're gonna come up against. And so it's not black and white. And uh, I'm, for good vaccinations if they work um, and and safe vaccinations okay but I'm but it has to they have to and of course most of them have to go through trials for 10 years or whatever to show that they're safe that's not going to happen yeah. so I think there's going to be a huge search I would have thought parents and you're going to be in this situation are you aren't you you know yeah, that yeah. are going to start saying wait a minute um, I'm going to at least look at the ingredients, you know, mm. just like most of us look, say, if you get Weetabix, you look at the back, you know, you want to see how much carbohydrate and shit they put in it, okay, before you eat it. Well, that's supposed to be good, isn't it? We're all supposed to be doing that, but not when it comes to the vaccination. So that's when we have a discussion. And you, people should demand at least an hour with a trained professional talking about this stuff, because that hour is invested into the future of your children. Mm. And if you sit down and you talk, that's what I do, talk, because I think it's pretty important. You know, you spend an hour talking about nutrition, you can just talk about this and then make their own mind up. Okay. They decide one way or the other, I'll go with it. I'm not pushing, I'm just, we're informing. So that's, that's, so that's another thing that's going to be coming through. And, um, but of course, the narrative is that's, that's brand everybody who talks like this as anti vax. It's a lie. That's a complete lie. Um, anyway, that's getting a bit serious, but that, I'm just trying to predict what's going to happen because in this chat, I'd love to be positive and see how we could get through this and um, maintain a sense of humour, um, keep the jokes going because I wonder if Agenda 30 actually includes jokes or having a laugh. I don't. I can't see that, can you? No. It hasn't been <laughs> down on the... John Lennon said... John Lennon said the only thing that these people can't handle is um, non-aggression and humour. And they can't. They can't understand. They can't do humour because you're taking the piss out of them and all their strength goes. The biggest one we can do is laugh at if it, this absurdity. And me and you laugh at the absurdity all the time. And actually every friend, and I've been thinking about this, every friend that I have that I would feel like I could spend days talking to finds the world absurd, stupid and hilarious. Because it's, it's absurd, stupid, and hilarious. And anyone who yeah. doesn't find it, I find quite psychopathic and yeah. weird. And that's yeah. the point, isn't it? There's a, there's a quite clear understanding there. It's like, actually, I'd rather be in the group of people that find the world hilariously stupid than the psychopaths who actually think it makes any, it's even a serious bit of rock to be on because it's mental. I look, I, I agree. And, and, as you know, it's become clearer to those people who have done a modicum of research in the last um, two months 
that what is driving all this is this road to um, what we say Agenda 30, 2030, which is a global government. Uh, it's no longer, um, I mean, how people can say this is conspiracy theory when you go to the website of the World Economic Forum mm -hmm. and they spell it out to you. It's not. And you've got Prince Charles talking to the head of the World Economic Forum saying it's going to be great in future. I'm really buying into the fact that we're going to be um, hybrids. We're going to be um, transhuman, yep. that our kids are going to be chipped and we're going to hand over uh, and all the machines are going to take over our jobs <clears throat> and we're going to and we're going to be paid through energy mining by, you know, we are going to be paid directly through cryptocurrency if we do or say the right things. Yeah. And he's bought into that. Uh, and he he's the so-called future king of England who's going to hand on this and going to make sure that his his grandkids are going to be silicon chipped. All right. That's what he what he's saying. And this is the guy who talked to flowers 10 years ago, was into homeopathy and has an organic. Um, uh, he's got an organic farm, isn't he? It's called isn't it? It's called Cornwall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and he's saying, no, it's a good idea for Elon Musk to send up 40,000 satellites into the ionosphere, irradiating the ionosphere, <laughs> completely destroying our organic um, status. So what's going on there? What? What? That's got to be funny <laughs> a little bit if it wasn't crazy that he's saying this. Yep, and and the thing is, they they get past it because people don't take them seriously or can't take that concept seriously. Rock, David Rockefeller, I think it was David Rockefeller, Nick Rockefeller, yeah. even said, and he was part of the board of the World Economic Forum a long time ago. Said the end goal is to have the world microchipped and the elite control the small amount. I mean, he said it, but but, but again, there's that cognitive distance of these young kids are going nah because they have yeah. to admit that for years they've ignored it and they'll ignore it to the detriment of their children. Now, that's psychopathic to me. If I if they're coming out and saying to me, if, if, if Prince Charles has come up to me, I'm going to microchip your kid and I'm going to yeah. control him and you're going to go, nah, because you, you can't get over your ego that you were wrong. Mm. And that's okay to be wrong because this stuff is mad and it sounds mad that these people are mad. And that's what's holding back this tide is this madness. So let's talk about this. Scoot over to the creativity point there. Well, maybe yeah, we can segue yeah. there into it. In 1984, we had 1984 George Orwell, George yeah. Huxley, Brave New World. They used yeah. creativity. They used literature. They used art to try and t warn you what was coming. Um, but no one wanted to listen. And then we're yeah. reading those books and we're going, hang on a minute. You're going on Netflix. You're going, hang on a minute. And some of it's predictive programming, some of it's um, revelation of the method, and we can talk about these things and what they are later on. Um, but most people will be listening to this to understand what they mean. People have been trying to tell you through the art for a long, long time that these are these things are coming. Mm. But again, people haven't listened. And I wouldn't have listened 15 years ago. But I got over my ego to go, hang on a minute, that's bollocks. And also, I think 99.9% .9 of the world know it's bollocks. So what's stopping mm. them? Um, from looking at these pieces of art, maybe you can't some other examples of these creative pieces of art. Yeah. By art, I'm talking about music, film, poetry, that where they've told you what's going on. But why are people yeah. going, no, it's still fiction? The great thing about art is that good art 
um, doesn't have to be pretty. It's just got to be honest. It's got to come. It's got to express something that's really earthy. Um, if you start pushing it up, uh, it loses something. Um, I, I this morning reminded myself about Jerusalem, William Blake, um, in the early um, 1800s. I think it's about 800, 804. He wrote Jerusalem. Um, the actual poem got it in front of me. I think uh, in he was he was talking about the first industrial revolution, um, and he was saying was Jerusalem builded here among these dark satanic mills? A lot of vision of that sort of the second coming, Glastonbury, uh, Jesus walking on the um, the green and pleasant land, and then he saw this uh, apparently this takeover of the industrial revolution which of course employing a lot of people but the power was in a very few people and i'm just reading this morning that he was actually tried for treason i didn't realize that he got off he was tried for treason for saying that now everybody now sings that like at the rugby games don't they they sing jerusalem so they're actually singing it um are they understanding it okay mm. or should they start be singing it again we're in the fourth industrial revolution and we're in the same situation. And it's almost as if there's, we're in this revolution, but they're trying to manufacture another revolution to capture the kids. So rather than like the French Revolution, which Blake supported, uh, and it was right behind, they'll, let's create this sort of false revolution um, of everybody on the street because it, 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 Black Lives Matter, it's not just about Black Lives, it's like next week it'll be another thing that it can bring everybody together as long as they all feel together and they're all um directed like sheep if you like so that they will find that i mean i was just thinking the next thing probably look it could be that um animal lives matter okay because we've obviously talked about what would an alien think if he came there we're all talking about that then we're going back and we're eating dead chickens you know or put in farms all right so it's a lot logical to say look animals live matter oh, yeah. so that'll be the so there'll be something like that that comes along so they'll be keeping it going and the person who did this um to great effect was Mao Zedong with his red guard because he would drag the disaffected youth the teenagers put them into make them into the red guard now when they grew up when they were 30 they were growing up he'd just get a lot more teenagers who would overthrow those ones so he'd keep the revolution going but he'd totally control it it'll be a totalitarian revolution now the only way to counteract this is um through people digging deep and becoming truly human and truly creative you'll see that the tech companies are full on during the lockdown promoting um, the industrial revolution, the, the fourth industrial revolution and 5G and everything as being the answer to human creativity. Okay. So you're going to be, uh, and it is great that you can sit down and lock down in your home and you can play, you know, in your band, although that software is quite difficult to that. And I like that. But it's being promoted as this is going to be the man, the, the, the man's brain, the woman's brain isn't good enough. The, right, the body is is a load is shitty, you know. Therefore, we need to improve the body, and they're even arrogant enough to say that they know how the brain works and it doesn't work very well. So you're going to need chips in, and that will make you more creative. And it is 
totally Orwellian doublespeak because it's the complete opposite. Because you and I know, and my, my experience is that I, any creativity that I had came about when I was in my 40s, when I started to sort of meditate, go into nature um, and just be and got all my other thoughts away. And then the stuff would come through. It is the, really the complete opposite of what they're saying. If you start filling your head with bits of silicon or, or, or metal, that's not going to help your creativity. It's going to be the complete opposite. Uh, so you, get, you, you need to get out of the way. And I think the great poets um, and, and storytellers have done that because when the, what the poem does is express your deeper conscious, your subconscious, or even your superconscious that's flowing through you. And it's not there um, for anybody else. It's there for those who are ready to listen uh, and to get something out of it. But it goes right over the head of those people who haven't discovered their creativity. And the people that seem to be on the news all the time are pretty grey characters. Mm. You know, I don't know what they're like, but they don't look like they're fully alive. They're not having jokes, are they? You don't get, I mean, Neil Ferguson, I haven't heard him say many jokes, have you, really? And even those ones like Boris Johnson, who look bumbly and big, seem to be changing into um, a different people almost. They're totally overwhelmed by bureaucrats because they're not in charge anyway. And people, you know, the people at the top, are pretty dreary, aren't they? They're not a lot of fun. You're not going to have a lot of laughs with them, are you? You know. No, no. I mean, what they, oh. they, they had the idea of, of fun is satanic <laughs> rituals chasing kids through a, a woods in a game yeah. where if you catch them, you kill them. I mean, these people are <laughs> there. I, I would, I would stretch the imagination to call them human. And I don't mm. believe in my heart of hearts that some of them even are. And all you got to do is look into the night sky. If you've got an ounce of imagination, look into the night sky before around some of the satellites. You can no longer see the fucking stars and realise no. that you're on a pinhead of a planet yeah. in a galaxy that's one of billions of galaxies. And yeah. you tell me that, yeah. that there's not other races out there. There's not other entities out there. It's utter, utter arrogance and ignorance to think that so for i don't believe some of these people are actually human i don't believe they are i don't think it's a big deal to even and we'll get that we'll get the fake version of that coming soon that'll be one of the narratives they're already talking mm. about them there was a thing in them um, in um one of the papers recently talking about i think there's 200 different aliens have visited the earth they're already priming us for this fake mm. alien invasion we know it's yeah. coming we know that's going to come we know they're going to use holograms and all that bullshit yeah i even had it in the spider-man film not re uh, recently where they were actually doing that so they're putting that stuff out there and using creativity to put suggestions and that's predictive programming um i also think it's revelation of the method they're slightly two different things and that's because mm. of a karma karmic law that these satanists believe but as you say that the real creativity comes without question. You get out the way mm. of it and it's scary because it's honest. And you put your work out there and it's scary when you put it out there because you care about it. It's like giving birth to a child. It's like, there you go. And also you kind of don't own it. You kind of no. don't, you get out the way of it and you go, there you go. And and that, that that's not going to happen, as you say, when you're connected to 5G and you're connected, your mind's connected out there. Everything that comes out is going to be put in synthetically. Yeah. 
So you're going to be yeah. a bloody a tube for information. Yeah. That's all you're going to be yeah. in one end in at shitting shit out. It's basically that's what you're going to be, and mm. you're going to be a chasm for information and the chasm for and that's just what I see these young kids doing not all of them but a lot of them and I know social media is a microcosm and the people that invest in social media tend to actually do this thing and that's what the social media is for mm. but the the way they're behaving is a chasm for virtue signaling look how good I am look how pretty I am look how nice I am is the biggest one I'm the nicest person on the earth everyone's an arsehole once in a while Everyone be, you're meant to be an arsehole once in a while, because if you don't be an arsehole once in a while, you'll go mad and you'll probably shoot up a school or something. It really doesn't make sense. And in that, my point, I think, is that they're creating autobots through conditioning, regardless of the 5G. Add that on top, even it's going to be a thousand times worse. So where's creativity going to play in that? We're, like proper creativity you're going to have a synthetic world because it'll be everything will be synthetic all the building blocks will be synthetic no no creativity no natural heart in anything mm. anymore you should be able to like your songs i, I connect with because it's you sometimes sitting there with a piano it's like mm. that's amazing and i'm getting goosebumps because it's mm. that feeling won't happen anymore and I worry that kids are not going to be able to make anything. Yeah. And I think I, I, this is exactly right. I think we've got this huge battle on. And I think to be positive, we've got this battle between the growth of human creativity, human consciousness, which is at odds with this. Okay. And it's it's what keeps me going because it's actually by uh, letting, drawing this out. Our creativity, if we hear something creative, what it should do within us is to spark the creative juices within within us. It's it passes on. It's a it, it's a lovely virus in that yeah. way. Okay, yeah. it's a good one. There's actually a lot of good viruses. Most yes, viruses, of course, yeah. good, good yeah. things. Okay, so 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 that is what I'm saying. So I still have hope if we can through music and art touch people in a much deeper way because. This stuff has come through our subconscious, what I call the superconscious, because it actually bypasses our overthinking brain. We don't own it, but it is our responsibility, I think, to um, share it with something because it was given to us and it was given there. Now, I do have hope. There's a number of things that give me hope. The first thing is that if you go to the World Economic Forum um, YouTube sites, you'll see the comments underneath and 90% of them uh, are, are uh, again what they're saying the same thing as we have now on i don't know about you on facebook because i talk a lot of 5g i've got all these adverts coming in for ericsson <laughs> all saying about this creativity and underneath pretty well we're 90 percent there's saying hey you know we're worried about the health effects and whereas sort of 10 uh, even four months ago that was um almost seen as a fringe idea that um uh that they could be having a health effect especially on social media now it seems to be the status quo the other thing is the poor one of the poorer parts of auckland is called atara a lot of um immigrants there and and uh, it's a lovely place actually it's full of good energy and good music but um uh, it's it's a pretty well poor area they try to put a second um kentucky fried chick kfc in there <laughs> And the people voted against it because they said, we don't want to reach this crap. 
I thought that is absolutely amazing. So I'm thinking, just look at these little these signs that are out there for the human spirit, saying no, we're not going to be dictated to. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I, so I think there is a there is a change coming. I, the I, the songs that I'm singing now and I'm connecting with are, are like the songs from Sam Cooke in the '60s and the. The civil rights movement of the 60s was very different from this manufactured civil rights now. You know, Martin Luther King, whatever, got those thousands together, didn't he? The masses of people, pre-Twitter, pre-any social um, connection. Um, and whatever you like to say about it, the, there were there were great songs. There, were, there was Sam Cooke and then there was, um, yeah, uh, the, the power that came from and so you sing from the heart uh so i've done i've, I've sang like sam cox a change is going to come we're going to come and and uh i felt that coming through and the change wasn't about this current um movement out there that seems to be manipulated it's actually the change that's going to come from the heart so soul singing Aretha Franklin belting it out is the important thing. It really is. And and um, somehow that connects with people, uh, even if they've got uh, whatever they who have they vote for, they all start singing along. That's why I think about Jerusalem. If they sang along and really got the lyric, um, it could change things. It could become the anthem for the new Britain, if you like. It was who who was fighting uh, this this overwhelming anti-creative control um you know and and most if you look at, even in the bible you will say the best lessons came from parables because wherever they come from they're the most powerful because people will connect with them and take something out of them and they're not sort of preaching to them they're just saying hey listen to the story the good samaritan or, or, or whatever the same with crop circles whatever you think about crop circles whether they're 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 made from above or man-made or a combination which may well be that um whatever there's some creativity comes through a group and they're able to do something amazing uh whatever you say it's got all those levels that wherever it is um some of those you'll look at and you're and they will connect with you they use sacred geometry whether that happens just naturally or whatever they will mean something to a certain number of people they will connect to them mm. uh the, the religious icons of the pie in the russian orthodox church it was a matter of looking at these these pictures and something and being moved by them the same with all the impressionism and you know that is so this is the art that i think we that moves people and it's like yeah listen to this if it does something to you um then that is good if it it doesn't it doesn't have to be nice even it uh, it can be funny but mostly it has to be profound and sure you can use your computer you can do some great art uh, using computer graphics you know that's that's great you know you can use these for your art but do not let the they can the machine control you because others are controlling that machine it is not coming from your heart yeah so so yeah i have i have hope because i think that there is this groundswell that it's up to us now to motivate um and that's what i try to do i I work at the university and at the university of course you're halfway through a, a 
a course, um, you've been in lockdown, uh, you're doing something like political science or God knows what, media studies, and you're thinking, shit, at the end of this, I've just been told that whatever I go into is not essential. I'm also being told by the the World Economic Forum that we're all our jobs are going to be taken over anyway. Why am I actually here <laughs> spending all my money with these uh, uh, student uh, loans, um, struggling to pay my rent, which I can't do now because I can't get a job because I'm on casual labour? Mm. What am I doing here? Why, why am I actually at university learning something to be told by the World Economic Forum and Prince Charles and and our own Prime Minister and our own Callaghan Innovation, which is our crown entity here. They're all called crown, by the way, these things. We'll come into that in a minute. Yeah. Crown thing really comes through. Yeah, why am I doing this? And, and why? what is the point? Because they can't guarantee me to get a job. And I'll just be stacking shelves at the local supermarket anyway. Yeah. I mean, that, that's quite intelligent thought, isn't it? So uh, so they're going to be anxious. They'll be on, you know, many will be on antidepressants, anti-anxiety ones. They'll be smoking weed and taking probably more responsibility and therefore taking all that stuff. Uh, but I'll sit down and I'll say, look, who are you? You know, what, what are you? What makes you tick? When you get up in the morning, what do you look forward to doing? All right. Why don't we start talking about that? Let's do that as a baseline level. Do you have you thought of why you're here? You know, um, the chances of you being here pretty low. What what are you going to do about it? What should we do? Because mm. that's going to be the basis of their health. You know, yeah. so so that's really important. Yeah, that reminds me of um, man's search for meaning. Um, really mm. does. Mm. I mean, that's the whole emphasis of that is is that he needs meaning and that's what gets him through the concentration camps his meaning is helping others and and we're gonna be living and we are rapidly living in a worldwide concentration camp there's no way two ways to look <coughs> look about it. it's soft cell at the moment but it is a cell and um it's like gaza it's an open-air prison camp and that's what it's going to get so you're going to need meaning just to want to bother and like my meaning is is to be doing this sort of work but as you <coughs> said i was at uni <coughs> I come out of uni, did a film and TV production. I got my honours degree. Um, made no difference. I went straight into the BBC and that sort of work. Hated it. Absolutely mm. hated it. Mm. And I was like, this is nonsense. This is, I'm a button pusher. I might as mm. well be stacking shelves. It's button pushing. Mm. It's just all nonsense. Everybody around me is a pisshead. Um, I was a pisshead. Um, and mm. you had to be because you knew you were lying to yourself. The only work mm. I wanted to do is the work I'm doing now, but it's taken me 10 mm. years to get any Absolutely. to get paid to do this stuff mm. and I'm very very fortunate to get paid to do this stuff but I've had to mm. be very obstinate and more so now than ever it's like mm. and pe kids are going to have to come out of and don't why keep saying kids is because I'm older and I keep saying that kids but young people are going to have to come out of it and be very obstinate and have a backbone and go no I'm not having this yes I'm willing yeah. to lose this to gain this and that's what my Muhammad Ali was famous for not for the boxing for the fact he said no and lost it all yeah. and then regained it all that's yeah. give me goosebumps again exactly yeah. what he did he said I'm willing to go to prison and I'm willing to lose everything because none of it means any anything if I have to say yes to go to I think it was Vietnam War people got mm. that's the moment and everybody's going to have one of those moments and they're the moments yeah. that get written about in creative yeah. art in yeah, films yeah. 
Those moments yeah. are the moments we watch in films towards the end where the, the good guy goes, he has a bailout moment or he has the courage moment. We're all going to have our creative courage moment where we're all going to get to that point where we're going to have to say no to something that they're trying to enforce on us. How do you see that playing out maybe for young people and even in your own life? Because obviously the profession that you do, um, it's hard for you. I can imagine it's really hard having the, yeah. the knowledge yeah. that you have and also keeping yeah. this profession going. Like, yeah. it must be fucking very difficult for you. And um, I'm lucky because yeah. I've got in with the right people, but also I've lost a lot. I've not earned a lot of money over the years. I'm only just no. getting a foothold. And... But my stubbornness and my obstinance has kept me kept me in check. And any minute, I can get complete. I could end up in in a jail cell for my views. Yeah. I fully accept yeah. that that may happen within the next ten yeah. years, because yeah. I'm not going to say yes when I mean no. Um, that bit, that that I think my point is that moment when you say no, when they want you to say yes. That moment is the same feeling you get when you create something. That courage moment. Does that make sense? It's that same yeah, essence yeah. of who you are. Uh, yeah. Look, I resonate with what you're saying. Um, it takes a long time to um, find your voice. Or I think Miles Davis said that. Something like that. Anyway, we was talking about blowing his trumpet. But um, Bob Dylan said the same. Bob Dylan said, "You ain't nobody till you get booed." Um, because that was after when he went electric for this folk, you know, and uh, so so those two keep me going. I run a practice here where I have a minimum of half an hour when people come to see me, and most of the time I'm spending an hour and a half or two hours with the person coming in because I want to know their story. I want to know their context. I want to know what they want. I want to know if they believe in, um, ever, you know, whether even conscious has survived death. I mean, that's pretty important if you've got somebody coming in with a potentially lethal condition. I want to listen to them. I want to plan. Um, and that's not really allowed. You, I've taken 30 years to develop, to get into the state where I can um, spend that amount of time with people, but the state doesn't pay for it. The state doesn't subsidise that. The state subsidises six minutes of of and now well, what can you do in six minutes can you be an agent for change can you even listen and i don't know if you go to the doctors recently but around the world they look at them they look at the screen okay? yeah, they do. and they write down because they have to cover their asses for everything and it. most of the time they're filling in forms well i got yeah yeah and i'm quite happy to google it as well because um i usually say i really know a lot of this stuff but um i Tell you what the latest is. I'm thinking, shit, what should come? They also come in with these acronyms. You know, I've got S T F B W G. Yeah. I thought, what's the fuck's that? Is that your number um, plan? I'll, I'll, I'll just Google that. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so so good. But you have a laugh about it as well. I'll say, you know, you just be honest about it, okay? And and uh, but because you can't retain all that knowledge. But I tell you, you know that. It's it's revolutionary act. And say at the university, and, and again, I'm only given a small amount of time with them, that to get somebody else to sit and listen to them. They haven't got that. You know, anybody who's sort of actually sat and talked to them, and particularly if you're sort of a generation or two above, a lot of them, they haven't got that in their lives. They haven't got a father that the father's pissed off years ago. Mother's sort of scratching a living somewhere. Um, just sitting down and listening. And that's really what you do. And from the listening, 
as I've written about and explained, if you get two people just chatting and listening, stuff comes through. Okay. You know, I say our creativity comes through one person. If two people get together, you've got you've got amazing stuff happening. You know, if you've got four, you've got a band, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so 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 um you have to create space for this true healings going that gonna come through. Now the subsidies, all the money from the government is thrown to this other health. Uh, and all you can do in that ten minutes is then write a prescription and feed the uh, pharmaceutical industry, okay, <laughs> that gets rich. Uh, and of course, yeah, um, and hence the way to treat uh, anxiety and depression, which is basically, as we've said before, existential issues. Why am I here? Am I here? You know, is this reality? <laughs> uh, with drugs, they're the blue pills that actually will stop them um, well, they stop them being pissed off about things to begin with, because you need to be pissed off to change stuff. If you have people there, so they're the blue pills. Yeah, it was called comfortably now, numb. I, been, is a good way. Um, comfortably, comfortably numb. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why a lot of my stuff I resonate with Pink Floyd. Comfortably numb. Um, you know, they talk a lot about, as I do, about the sort of trauma that we hold from previous generations. You know that. Those boomers were born in that grief. You see, just to get to that, that I deal a lot with that in my practice. And people will say, when I started to do this more mind-body type of work, you know, if somebody comes in with cancer, isn't that just going to make them feel, blame themselves that their bad thoughts and their bad life has created that cancer? And that was a good point for them saying, I said, you know, we don't want to get into that. We don't want to get into all that sort of that meaning. To which I said, no, you do the opposite because they're already carrying the shame. They're carrying the shame is probably contributing to their uh, dis-ease. And that shame is intergenerational. You can't work on that shame. You have to do the opposite. You have to be compassionate. You have to understand that shame. If you look away from that shame, it's just in triggers them again their complex trauma so you have to em embrace it with your heart um you may cry with them something like that you know mm -hmm. just just be a human being give them a hug <laughs> right? something that just takes them so you cannot meet shame with shame what's happening with this manipulation of this new so-called revolution is that the they are basically pointing out the shame, say the shame of the white person and the slave traders of the past, and saying, you still carry that shame, and uh, that is not good enough. Then we're not coming to that saying, no, let's be compassionate about that. You are, um, it's not your fault. You know, there are actually people that are saying, we inherited that evil. We've inherited that evil. <laughs> And you're just bastards. And uh, we are going to go out and tell everybody out there how they've inherited that evil and then we'll show them. We'll shame them. It's based on shame. Yes. It's not based on compassion. You know, you know, if how many of those, if they were out demonstrating and there, were, there would be people on the streets, wouldn't there? Some homeless on the people when they come back from the demonstration, pick up the homeless person who's probably a bit smelly stinking of meths and god knows what put them in the car because they would have part or on the train come home with me 
um, have, a, have a meal with me. We'll put you up there. Do you think that happened? Did they all? Did they pick them up? Of course they didn't. <laughs> so, it's, it's all for sure. Well, yeah. It's come back to virtue signaling. It's all about yeah. how do I look on telly? How do I yeah. look on the internet? But we we know that. They know we know that. And it's all a little dickhead dance, isn't it? It's all like, you know I'm talking rubbish and I know you're talking rubbish and I know that it doesn't look real. And we're all going to walk around and that's what virtual reality is. That's It's a virtually real, but it's not real. It's with virtually living in a virtual feeling. So I virtually had a feeling. I didn't have a feeling. I had a signal of a feeling. I told you I had a feeling, but I didn't have a feeling. I had the opposite feeling. And I'm going to go and top myself now because I've had enough of having virtual feelings. And this is what I've been speaking to people about is it's not just this 5G thing coming in. They're teaching you how to be a virtual human being by not being a human being anymore. And it's getting right. smashed out of you, or squashed yeah. out of you. And these kids aren't yeah. real. These these kids aren't almost aren't real human beings. I'm not looking at them going. I don't. What? I. I it's like you have come from a different planet. It's like you were yeah. born out of the armpit. I don't understand. I, I. I'm. I have no words. We don't speak the same language anymore. We don't. I know. Because you don't speak a language. You. You speak in advertising. You speak in projections. You speak like in that. look at me. That's it. You might as well just come out of the womb and gone, look at me. And then gone back in. Do you in. think that you come back from a revolution like that or, or the streets and then you come back, you pick up your KFC on the way and you sit down and look. And maybe one person would say, these poor chickens, do you think their lives matter? And they'll all look at each other. What's that got to do with it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like... What are you yeah. talking about? You know, no, no, we're made. These chickens were um, created. They can't stand up. Uh, they're killed yeah. when they're eight months old. They they haven't got legs to stand on. You know, um, and they're all murdered. All right. Yes, they you know, do you think? Do you think this is quite a good thing? To, nah, 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 nah. We won't go. No. Yeah, past the source. You know, it's so. It, it, it's like where's the context? There isn't, is there? You know, but this I, is the point. We don't live in a world of context anymore. We live in a, David calls it a post-truth world. Truth doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. Post-fact world. Facts don't matter. Even discussions about facts don't matter. It's a post-anything of substance world now. And that's come about in 20 years. And it's terrifying of what the world is going to be like in 20 years' time. When I'm only going to be 60. And I'm going to be thinking... Still be a young boy. Well, I'll, I'll be in an insane asylum by then, uh, probably an actual one, not just the world that is, because I don't think I don't know how I'm going to live in this world because I refuse to go along with madness. I will refuse to go along with madness. I can't do it. I won't do it. It'll make me very, very ill. Um, but my point is there. I think we come back to the creative part. How can you? How can you have? creativity when everything is virtual so you're working with signals and you're working with like all the music now is just signals it's all mm. posing mm. postulate mm. and postulating and and, mm. and um, showing how good I look but none of it is actually of any substance even when they try and talk about something of substance sing about something of substance it isn't about it it's done in a way that's virtual substance they'll do it like a heal the world type song but it won't be heal the world type song no, it will be no, a it's manufactured a 
Forks Heal the World type song. That there is very little, very little genuine feeling. I think that's coming. Yeah, that's what that's I'm saying. On. It's soul. Because yeah, we soul. come back to this world called soul, this word called soul. Now, scientism, not scientific, says there's no soul. That we're meat packages, and uh, not true science, not the science that we know, the science of physics, uh, that we're meat patients. We don't have a soul. If we had a soul, we wouldn't allow ourselves to be manipulated by a machine. They know talk about a soul. There is, it is soul-free. And so, um, yeah, we don't have a soul, whether it's a soul that's here that, that lives on when we die, but there's no concept of soul, S-O-U-L. Mm. That's why I think that's that's what I'm saying. The your work, any any good work is an expression of the soul, as David Icke says, where um, points of consciousness in, 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 in a massive um, field of consciousness. But we're individual. Uh, we we have a I think a human responsibility to express our individuality of our soul, which actually comes from a greater consciousness uh, and anything that's going to block that is dangerous so do you think anything that a being sorry a being conditioned to to crush the soul out of them as quick as they come out of the womb yeah, yeah. i'm going to give you a poem now time for a poem okay this last one i wrote last week called black white okay yep. I, I, first of all i'm not saying these poems are any good because they come through me they're not mine um and but they did resonate and after when i when they and i wake up with them and when i write them down i often say what the hell is that about um i don't know so I, I maybe i that's why i sort of say okay so i'm just looking at it here it's called black white black white left right the great dichotomy catapulting erstwhile souls into the dark night of the soulless whilst children of the revolution march in perfect step Pyongyang Nam style, <laughs> blissfully unaware of Tiananmen Square, way before their time, and with no sign or piece of the Gulag archipelago to be found found in their plastic Legoland world. So, to me, from here, and <laughs> I don't know what that means. About, what does that mean? I think that means basically <laughs> that what we're talking about—they're walking on down an artificial line an artificial road to nowhere and there is no there is no middle ground there is no everything's black everything's white everything's a yes everything's a no everything's an on off they yeah. the soulless middle ground has gone yeah and you meet in the middle and um, nuance nuance context um yeah so and, you, and so there tell be me much, what you think the children of the revolution uh, should be the children. That, you know that great um, song, T-Rex song, Children of the Revolution? Yeah, I don't know. The, the, uh, those are the children. That's what you're, you're thinking of. Or There's a, a brick in the wall, you know, all in all there's just another brick in the wall. Those are the children of the revolution that are actually revol revolting against being force-fed crap. You know, that's come from Pink Floyd, from, the, from that generation. Hey, I've got another one, okay, um, called The Elephant in the Ivory Tower. Now, it always got me because, you know, we're being pontificated to by new pontiffs 
they're they're all experts in the ivory tower and it was interested i thought the elephant and the ivory tower wouldn't get on too well so there's within the ivory tower the elephant cowers hidden in plain sight forbidden from from fight or flight the scientist willfully blind to his plight the elephant seethes that he is perceived as a metaphor for the coming war when the scientist's soulless ogre drives at his command man and beast from the land all right gotta go down here i think i would have known this a child enters the room unnoticed and leads the hapless elephant down the spiraling stairs through the hall into the light singing all in all it's just another brick in the wall so if you tell me tell the audience um and myself what do you think <laughs> that that means by that that's come through well, it, I, I'm thinking of a child. I'm, I'm not thinking probably of that. Of the ne- I'm thinking of the next generation who sees through this, uh, who sees, um, you know, the elephant is the room is something that they're not programmed to see. And um, and it's a bit tough on the elephant because he's a bit pissed off because the elephant in the room is real and he doesn't like to be stuck in an ivory town because ivory, you know, Ivory isn't good for elephants, you know. We've 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 manipulated elephants through that. So I think that was one that was a one of hope because here you've got the uh, brick in the wall understanding of the revolution being coming from uh, the child's heart. He's a little bit despondent, this child, or he or she. Um, it's all in all, it's another brick in the wall. But he's probably saying. Um, we can get through this. I, I feel it's a so hope because the elephant is brought from the dark ivory tower into the light and leaving this, um, which they basically they're Dr. Frankensteins, aren't they? They're creating a monster <laughs> which is going to eat them up. That's the whole thing, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's going to even, even if you're king of England and you're a cyborg, you're going to be taken over by a, by a machine. So maybe that's what that one's about. And, and, um, and there, uh, but then I get dark again. There's another one here, which I just wrote a couple of days ago. It's called Behind the Curtain. Behind the curtain, the theatre curtain, sorry, behind the theatre curtain, the trillionaires smirk, taking turns to peer through to the gathering crowd like anxious first-night actors, but with my mouths not dried by nervous anticipation, but instead wet and drooling, savouring every last drop of their pre-prandial salivation. <laughs> That's a bit dark, isn't it? It is a bit dark, but it's kind of like what's happening. And, and David keeps saying, David, I keep saying, they're just laughing at us now. They're laughing at us. And um, it's almost like they're on the stage from that sort of, that, that, that sort of perspective or that sort of um, what you're talking about there. It is hidden in plain sight. And that's how they act, isn't it? Because that's the the what we're seeing. You you know, and and I know many of us have been red pilled by psychopathic actions Mm. in our lives, and we see uh, in my series, a YouTube series, Goodbye Psychopaths. It was intended so that people pick up psychopathic actions uh, early on. All right. And so you're in a relationship, you get the hell out. You're in a job, 
uh, which is run by a psychopath or has a psychopathic culture, you get the hell out. It's to recognize the early signs before you're trapped because the psychopath wants to trap you. Yeah. And so whether that's that psychopath is in a person, whether that person's embodied that psychopath or in it's a movement or is it in a cult, which is what we, we are dealing with, then the idea is to let people know early on what those signs are, because that's what they are. And you know what the psychopath does. And basically, they give a big disclaimer. They give you hints early on. Um, oh, we told you, you know, we told you it could be a problem. You see that on the insets of your cell phone. It says how dangerous they are. Mm. Now, they're not doing that to protect you. They're saying that so when it comes to you suing them, well, we did tell you, you know, it was in the small print. All small print is it's looking at the small print that's important. So all of this, all of this stuff that we're doing is to let people know what that the entrapment that they're being forced into. Very much like, you know, an Epstein, a, uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who traps a, a young girl uh, and pays them um, 200 bucks or so for a massage. You know, it's an entrapment. It's yeah. an entrapment. It looks very attractive. It, the, you know, the, the house that they're going into. I don't know if you've seen those, the, the, the local, the Netflix one, which really is not involving the main players and the Alps type thing really yeah no but that's, it, it, that's the job is to kind you know, of I don't know, satis satisfy the audience enough to say we've dealt with it but it doesn't really go anywhere no no but you know that's that's so have a look at that and that's that's what happens so it's it's to let them know that they're walking into a trap and that's and I think that um how how do we do that by just speaking our truth um and sometimes your truth comes through in a poem and you can say stuff and and so if you said that to a bunch of psychopaths, they may not hear it because they don't seem to have a soul enough to connect with with something that's a bit lateral feel for them. They need they're already programmed or they're programming. They don't have we know they don't have the connection between their prefrontal cortex and their amygdala or in general terms between the heart and the head. There is a disconnect between the heart and the head. So we need to say to the young people connect with their heart but at the same time you know to be their head for them as well be logical about it yeah and you and you try to be even today i had someone um talking about this katie hopkins thing and i said she shouldn't have been banned from twitter regardless of what anyone says she should be able to say what she wants and i was trying to give them a heads up to say look if they can do it to her they'll do it to you eventually first they came for the Jews and then I wasn't a Jew and all of that so I mean how much yeah. art is out there to warn us and as you said everyone that I kind of resonate with and work with like yourself is trying to warn the next generation of kids and other people we love look this is happening we're there trying to warn them and um, mm. everyone is David Icke is his sons are you are Richard mm. Grannon mm. Uh, but we were warning them about psychopaths psychopathic mm. behaviour and you made a great point there is once you are abused by a psychopath you really do red pill for all of this stuff. You really do wake up. And that's something me and you have had in common. Richard Grannon's had in common. I believe that a lot of these researchers and people that understand this have been abused to the point by a psychopath. And this psychopathic trait is what this reptilian agenda yeah. is. It's this yeah. same yeah. reptilian part of the brain, whether you think it's an off-world reptilian entity or, or whatever. It's the same energy, the same thought pattern, the same abuser. 
Um, but these kids are even people that I know and love around here they won't they don't see it and you're like you're trying to wake them up to this and and coming back to the art how can we get through to people because art, art is a soft way for doing it there's a benefit of art that it's soft and people tend to listen to it but the, the negative is that people see it as fiction and mm. do you know what I mean so you're not really mm. there's no convincing there it works the matrix and think it's fiction they'll watch um They'll see 1984 or Brave New World. It's fiction. Fiction has a soft way of getting people to think about things, but it's not going to convince people to that extent unless they do their own research off the back of it, is it? So there's kind of like a, dioc- there's a problem there, isn't there? There's an issue there. Yeah, I mean, I think it, we should do what we're doing. We're, we're giving some art out, but at the same instance, we're trying to be really logical with them. You know, it, it's about connection between heart and head. You know, and, and the models that I use. And if you look at um, most Eastern philosophy, it's about heart connecting with head. And what happens to heart connect to heads? The vo- you, you find your voice. In fact, once you find your voice, the two the two work together. Um, we've got to be smart about this. We've got to be smart with our art. Um, and uh, yeah, so so that's the challenge. I, I think that. Again, look for those signs out there that there is a growth of awareness and confidence, and it's not coming from mainstream. You have to look beyond. Uh, you have to look at the comments section. I, I, I thought I'd say that, but look at the comments section. You know there'll be trolls. You know there'll be sort of um, uh, crazies on either side, but you just get a feeling that, that people are beginning to get it. We have in New Zealand a new party called the Public Party run and, and led by a uh, a blues guitarist called Billy TK. His father was a great blues guitarist here, and he's carried on that. And I sent you some of that stuff. And, and I sent you that stuff because it, it's not left or right. It's actually talking about um, uh, it's it's talking about our to use the term sovereignty. It's talking about um, we haven't voted for this agenda twenty one, agenda thirty. Nobody's asked us. Nobody's asked us about 5G. Nobody's asked. We know 5G is the environment that this can be created in. Uh, nobody's asked us about that. Nobody's asked us about uh, letting um, people come into our homes to take away our kids if they test positive and we don't let them go and all that stuff. No, they, this is this is uh, martial law. This is anti. And it's coming from a guy. I know I haven't met him. Uh, uh, who's a blues guitarist. And if you see how he plays his guitar, I play with a great blues guitarist and he plays, I can't do that. Something comes through them. I mean, it's just amazing what they can do. I'm totally blown away by those guys who improvise um, because something comes through them. They, it comes through their hearts. It comes out, connects with other people. So deep down, um, he knows that. He knows that that's the... Uh, now, will that party survive? I don't know. But it talks so much sense that uh, I hope that somebody in the UK and around the world is going to pick up on that mm-hmm. um, because it's very, very logical. And it's yeah. very, he's very humble man. He's not, yeah, he's a very humble man. Yeah, he's, he's making yeah. a, a lot of ground over here, just as an example of <clears throat> what needs to be done over here. So it is getting around. Obviously, David's been sharing it. Um, I've passed it on what you, you said. Oh, to good. Me. People are sharing yeah. it over here because obviously we need something like that over here. 
Um, so even in that essence, it could be the seed that leads to something else, to something else. And sometimes I think yeah. that's a good point, good to bring up, is that maybe your bit of art, like my mm. bit of art, my film, might yeah. not get massive views. And no. it's not about that. It might be the thing that passes on the thing to the thing you are. You're just trying to push it back, the tire back that other way. Um, yeah. And that's what we need. We need to be pushing everything back that way. And you just say in the comments section, it does seem to be, and I do think the all us researchers on mass, thousands, hundreds of thousands, probably millions of us all over the world, have actually done turned the tide here a bit with our work. This information, I don't think mm. they kind of realised that there wasn't that much out there, and people people would look into this stuff if you yeah. pushed them too far. You've pushed a lot of people too far, and. I suppose a good way to end this on 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 a on a th- on a positive note is that it seems that their 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 understanding their creative image in their head is artificial. It's not a real image they have in their mm. head. This whole fourth Reich Aryan race super race thing is a bizarre, almost stupid thing mm. to imagine. But mm. because they don't have a real creative source, that's as far as they can go. So we, the best thing I think we can be, and I said this some before, is be unpredictable. They can't mm. deal with unpredictable, no. creative, creatively unpredictable, and then their algorithms it, won't work. Their tech won't work because they don't have the data to deal with unpredictable creativeness. No, I think it's Tom Sheridan says it's chaos magic. Okay, because first of all, they don't believe in magic, and and magic is is creativity the magic is something that flows through us that isn't just based on everything else but some comes from someone else somewhere else chaos magic they don't get that because they're not mag- they're not magicians they're, they're you could say they're black magicians but that blocks good magic doesn't it so so yeah magic is is being portrayed as some as a trick uh, rather than um, the magic of a beautiful life you know and magic of falling in love, the magic of a when you when you see your baby, it's, it's God, it's magical, isn't it? I I love that term, I mean, chaos magic. Yeah. I just think I'd love to make a film about chaos mm. magic, about the importance mm. of chaos magic. Obviously, they've got their order out of chaos, so they mm. need the chaos, and they're trying to grab the order, trying to hold mm. on to chaos and make it. Do you know what I mean? Grab hold of it and keep chaos in check. And we need to take chaos because we're chaos and go, we're just going to make whatever we want. Because you try and herd us all in, you're going to have a nightmare. You ever try to get ants in a tube. And the fact is that what made me laugh about in the, and I'll just say this because it was a great example of it. In the, in the UK, the NHS app fell on its bum recently. Yeah. Um, because people are chaotic and people can't be asked after about three weeks of doing something. If it's a hassle, we can't be asked. And that is a great thing. I don't think they mm. computed that. Was that actually there's too many of us. There's nearly eight billion of us, maybe even more now. I, I never mm. kept up with that. You cannot keep hold of eight billion can't be asked people after two weeks. You've trained us to not bother doing things after a certain amount of time. You've created a monster in us, mm. and you might mm. be able to control us for a short amount of time. But give us a few months, we'll just think, ah, fuck it, can't be asked. And I think that can't be asked is there going to be their downfall. And I don't think they, they computed for that, can't be asked. I've seen people on the buses today who are mm. supposed to have the masks on, can't be asked. Too much of a hassle. Oh. 
and, and right. that's going to be a, a huge thing is be chaotic because it will scare because, your life out of them. The other thing is if somebody writes something, some rubbish or some troll on 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 a screen, just put a, a laughing emoji underneath it yeah. because they think they're being serious. And you put a laughing, you're taking a pee, you're just saying, you've got to be joking, mate. Don't say anything, mm. don't react to them, put that. It will piss them off amazingly because yeah. they'll think, oh, he thinks I'm making a joke because my stuff is so stupid. <laughs> so just put a laughing emoji. Don't have to react to them. Okay, react with it. It makes you feel better. You look at the laughing face. Yeah. You know that laughing say so probably piss them off a bit or make them think, oh, I don't know, I'm not making a joke here in my stupid statement. I'm trying to offend you, you know. So just put the laughing emoji. That's a bit of – everybody can do that. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm there was one that. on – there was one on 5G. Somebody said, and it, it was probably a nice guy, but he said, look, uh, 5G, it, it's not nearly as strong as uh, what you get in your microwave, you know, so that's all right. Okay, you so you could say you could say, well, if you do put your head in your microwave, and I said I wouldn't because I'd have a tinfoil hat on anyway, and I'd explode. But you know, you don't put your head in the microwave all the time. Basically, you're not trying to do that all the time. No, you know, we're talking about something that's um, you know in our atmosphere, surrounding our babies twenty four seven for the rest of their life. We don't put the baby. In, you're not going to put your baby in the microwave, you know, if they're even on a cold day, you wouldn't do that, would you? That's I know. So I what mean, you do, how I, do you make that I, leap of, I just, leap of logic? I just, because is it worth spend, me spending my energy saying that? No. No, so just put a laughing emoji on that, you know, as if yeah. he's trying to make a joke. Because <laughs> he'll think, no, I don't make jokes, you know. I don't do jokes. Why exactly, is he laughing yeah. at the don't laugh first time kind of thing. laughed at me? And that's the point, isn't it? Don't take and come back to that John Lennon quote we said at the start: is that they can't deal with humour, they can't deal with being laughed at. You can't have an argument with someone who's giggling, because they just won't get in the boat with you. And David said, non-compliance can be just finding it really hilarious and just going, "I'm not doing that. I'm not going." I went to the hospital the other day, um, two days ago. We went to the hospital, and you're supposed to wear a mask in the hospital in the UK now. I flat out refuse. The only time I wear one is in theatre with Sam, um, obviously because I don't want to stress Sam out, and it, that feels appropriate to wear one there. But I'm not going to wear one to walk through a fucking hall, frankly, because. But what made me even laugh is I was carrying a book saying the Fourth Reich on it, so I'm reading Jim Mars' book, The Fourth Reich. So I'm walking through <laughs> a hospital without a mask on, people are staring at me with a book about Hitler, and I'm just finding it. I'm just like, this is bizarre. I wish I could feel. I wish. I could, I can't wait to die and watch this bit back. Do you know? Yeah. You ever get that feeling? I mean, you I know, know, you think, know, you think, I know. This yeah. will be hilarious when I watch the highlights of my life. This will be one of the ones in the highlight reel, <laughs> and I do that often. And that's a really yeah. good way of jumping out of life. Going, yeah, I'm going to put is. this one in it the is. highlight reel. This will be funny. This will be a laugh. And I live like that a lot. And it, it might be a, it's a coping mechanism, surely, clearly. But as you say, humour is human, and and. And you, you, you can just laugh at them. You think because we, how can we take this any of this seriously, Robin? How can we? How can me and you? I mean, we we're quite different. I mean, like we've only met physically once. We've been chatting for two. uh, I would spend hours chatting to you. I'd love to spend more time with you. And hopefully, when the world's gone back to a little bit of normality, I can come over again. But it, 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 it begs a belief. I think that people mean. Like me and you might even have to have our own little land to live in. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like our own little island, like because yeah. we won't be able to survive in, in, in what will be brave new world. 
of the yeah. the technology the the complete mind controlled youth or, or just generations we will be the weirdos on the outside and it's always these stories isn't it it's always the weirdos they've been trying to tell you for years it's the outcasts mm. the weirdos that save mm. the day mm. and they tell as mm. you say they're telling you that the ones mm. that are caught you're calling weird are the ones that are getting it right mm. but then mm. So what is that? Let's just. And I just want to talk quickly before we go. Is about what is that stubbornness holding on to that? That that I know. I know this is wrong. I know this is wrong. I know this is wrong. But I'm doing it anyway because I know it makes me look good in this current climate. But I know it's wrong. Where's the courage gone to go? I don't give a shit if anyone. If if I'm the last person on earth who who likes me, I'm all right with that. That's <clears throat> surely the only guarantee you ever have in mm. life is that you will like yourself and that's all where yeah. these kids are asking for, want anyway yeah and I, because uh, coming back to it, it's built on shame so they feel a deep shame they don't feel worthy they don't feel they have any potential they're being told they have no potential without um being transhuman they're being told yeah. that being human isn't enough uh, and we now, those who get it, those who, of us who say, no, being human, we haven't even ex touched on the potential of humanity. We haven't touched on that yet. Um, let's try to be those people that are at least trying um, in ourselves to reach that potential. I, I don't know how else we can do it. Um, we could there's what music reads a lot of people uh, reaches a lot of people humor does um and, and so that's maybe why music and humor are so important because it actually reaches more people um and having a laugh most people want to have a laugh don't i mean yeah so well <laughs> i, I thought, thought about this most, i'm still I'm, I, maybe that generation doesn't but <laughs> somehow touch that i'm yeah. i'm I'm trying to get through. I really am, you know, and um, uh, they do. I think it's a natural thing to have a bit of go. A baby has a laugh, doesn't it? Mm. Baby, baby, your baby will smile. First thing it'll do will smile. It will be having a laugh. You'll put some stupid thing on your head, you know, like, um, I don't know, toilet roll on your head. It'll yeah. piss itself, you know, yeah. literally. <laughs> so, so, so. Let's have a laugh. Um, yeah, I know. Um, it's not rocket science. They're, we're born to have a bit of a laugh. This, right? you know. Again, you come back to have, being I mean, a kid. Is... Exactly. Do. Kids are lovely. They're gorgeous. Yeah. They have a laugh at everything. They don't take things seriously. They want you to be stupid. They want you to yeah. be. Uh, so I think uh, maybe that generation, would you just concentrate on your baby now, you know, that generation, you know. Yeah, I, I think I realised recently, I'll let you go in a minute. I know I'm taking up your time, but um, um, I realised... Well, probably always. I already always knew, but it's cemented recently that the things I did as a kid were the things I should have always been doing. I should have been going asking why, as mm. you do a kid, why, yeah. why. And if you can't give me an answer, why? If you give me an answer, why? I'll ask who told you that. <laughs> and then, then, then if they can't give me a solid answer, then I'll, I'll just ignore it. So, why is a good question to ask, and who told you that? No, it's a good, a good answer. And um, what next? <laughs> Then what? I know. And then what? It was a great one as a kid. But then what? And then they'll go, well, I, I... we'll go down the shops and we'll get... But then what? So if you ask these 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 Illuminati... Once you've taken over the world and you've killed yeah. off half the people, then what? 
I know. What's the point? Then what? No. When I was a, a, a now I was as a doctor, I think, went to what called the Grand Round, which is a very sort of steer where lots of all the doctors and specialists get together and talk about cases. So then I asked, I put up a hand up, I said, could, could someone tell me why we go to sleep? And there wasn't silence. <laughs> this is something we do for, you know, um, a third of our lives, you know. Um, there was nothing. There was actually no... <laughs> the people just looked at each other. And I said, look, it's quite important because, you know, we spend all this time, you know, it's quite important to us to understand <laughs> why are we asleep? You happen to know, you know, a mosquito is only there for about five days. It spends half its time asleep, you know. <laughs> if, you were, if you were a mosquito, you'd be having a party, wouldn't you? Think, oh, God, it's a short life, but, you know, I'm not going to be asleep for half the time. No. I don't care if I, so yeah, why if do I end all... up dead in three days. It'd be fucking great three days. So I it? asked this question, and nothing. You know, all the experts in the world, <laughs> and they'd all be going to bed at night, wouldn't they? Sleeping, <laughs> not yeah. wondering, yeah, yeah. So it's um, great to you, ask these questions, and then you kind of get a four-year-old would ask that. Yeah, a four-year-old would ask that, wouldn't it? And it's so, a bloody good question. <laughs> why do you? Why do we? Why are we living here? And then spend most of our time um, in this conscious, semi-conscious state where we're not thinking, you know, and all sorts of shit happens, you know, in our dreams, and um, we come up with this stuff. Uh, yeah, just ask. Why start asking those questions? Yeah. Will will our will we be able to sleep? Will do do I don't know? Do robots sleep? Mm. Yeah. When do I do I do you shut me down at the end of the night? Who shuts me down? I mean, what about log off? It, how do I log off at the end of the night? Yeah. And then then who logs them off once I'm asleep? What about if we're we're just two of us in the house and she logs me off, but I haven't logged yeah. her off? I mean, she do we take it in turns to log? Like, do we do it in shift? I mean, these are the questions. What nanobots don't want to go to sleep? They might not want to go to sleep. Yeah. What about if I get a rogue one? What about if I get a heroin addicted one? What about if I accidentally take some heroin and one of them really likes I mean, is it my duty to... These are the things. You've got to kind of ask these questions because they'll just be looking at each other going, I need you to take this seriously or we can't control the world. And I think that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, so I mean, if, if you're at this, this about AI, you see these massive uh, uh, conferences for AI where the people get up and they say, just one person in the audience say something like that, you know, what happens when we go to sleep? Yeah. Oh, we haven't thought of that. But that's like 30 years of our life. Oh, no, they'll be, they'll be looking at each other, won't they? You know, no. yeah. they won't hear it. They won't hear it because they'll block that one out. You know, next question, please, you know. Of course they will. Yeah. And they always do. So, from what we've learnt from this, I think is is chaos magic. Be creative yeah. and chaotic as much as yeah. you can for the rest of your life. Ask the questions yeah. you would have asked when you were five, mm. incessantly of everything. Mm. Why? Mm. Who told you that? And what next? Yeah. Then what? Then three yeah. questions will takes the sting out of all of it. Because if it's mental and it's mad. They won't be able to answer those three questions. They no. just won't. It'll wind them up. So we had the answers, didn't we, when we were five? Yeah. You know, when you have your kid and you, like with my grandkids, you come in and you do a silly walk, you know, or you try to do the rap and stuff because old people can't do that. They piss themselves, okay, because it's something out of the ordinary. It's chaos magic. It's sort of like not what you should be doing, you know. It's like, and they and they have a great laugh over it, all right? And everybody has a good laugh because it's unexpected. That's what a good joke is, isn't it? It comes with a punchline that sort of nobody expects. 
Um, so keep that going. Keep that with the kids. You know, I'm not sure about the, the, that generation, but focus on the next lot, okay? Because those kids will teach the other ones, you know, uh, uh, come through. But we've got to be quick about it because we don't want those kids to be microchipped, do we? No, we, we don't, don't want them. So we so there's a bit of urgency here, isn't there? So our our message has to be, you know, that what keeps me going, saying, you know, let's let's get that generation, um, let's pro let's nurture them because their potential is huge if we allow that to happen. And it's very very sinister, isn't it, that their potential is going to be dictated to now. That I think that's horrible. It's the most horrible thing in the world, really, isn't it? It's it's. It's for just, humans yeah, yeah it's, it's heartbreaking isn't it so maybe mm. me and you can do something we can chat about doing something about chaos magic doing a series yeah. doing a film together doing a musical together I'd love to do I've always wanted to do um, I'm actually yeah. I'm a musician myself I've always wanted to do bloody, yeah. I love I love um, concept albums everyone yeah. you need to bring back concept albums I'd love to do something with you about chaos magic because I think we might have stumbled on something there that really really is important chaos creative chaos just be mm. chaotic i'll leave you for the the last words of this this epic podcast interview that we've done today <laughs> and then i'll let you get some breakfast oh, i don't know um well i'll tell you i'll 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 finish with the poem that you seem to like but i don't know what it's about either it's called the the dog the bird and the man yeah uh i think you like that one um so you may have heard it the dog, the bird, and the man fell asleep. The dog dreamt he was flying. The bird dreamt he was man's best friend. The man dreamt he was someone. The dog, the bird, and the man awoke. The dog licked the man's face. The bird flew off. I love that one. To me, it's it's a it's a um, poem about being the other mm. and then coming back to yourself and i think mm. that's maybe what god is doing here through us he's trying to figure out what he's not so he can figure out what he is that was always the understanding um mm. robin um it's been amazing again can you tell people where they can find your work find your videos yep i have a uh, website robinkelly.co.nz or nz um and uh, YouTube, I'd like you to follow and subscribe to my YouTube. I've got Goodbye Psychopaths. I've got 5G, A Doctor's Concern, and I've got my bathroom ballads. I encourage everybody to um, sing in the bathroom every week. Um, doesn't matter what noise comes out. I'd like you to subscribe there. And I've got, you'll find me on Facebook, The Human Hologram on Facebook. Oh, that's enough, isn't it? It's enough, really. And look, they can... Um, I'm also I'm also got the series on Iconic, which I'm really encouraging people to join Iconic. And if they like anything of that, or even if they don't, just any comments about that series, the Human Hologram, um, they can um, email me because I'd love to get some feedback uh, on that. Um, because uh, yeah, that's what I do. So anything in there, all right? Or or don't do any of that and just go and um, <laughs> have a laugh. <laughs> 
Well, me and Ruben made that series together, the Human Hologram. I'm really proud of the series. We're also going to get a forum, I think, on Iconic soon, so we'll get a lot more feedback from them. I need to send you those videos as well. I keep forgetting to do that. Um, Guys, go check out Robin's work. Robin's been a good friend of mine for a few years now and um, kept me sane in some difficult situations, so I appreciate that. And um, I had a great time over there in New Zealand, and I definitely want to come back at some point. Um, so guys go and check out Robin's work his books Human Hologram The Human Antenna we've just finished a film together called Unnatural which I um, I was working on with Jamie Icke um, David Icke's son who was directing so that's actually coming out in a couple, about three weeks now just finished that today actually so that's gone off to the um, has gone off to the guys at Iconic and um, you're in that film quite a lot and okay. you're in the trailer that went out today as well on, on oh, social wow. media so the trailer's out there um, so guys Robin's giving his his um, is talk on 5G and the dangers of millimeter waves. And this is something that we do need to be very careful of because if they can't get 5G in, they can't get millimeter waves in, they can't run out all this technology. Um, so it's very, very crucial people understand what this technology is capable of doing at the top end mm. after a few years as they ramp it up. Guys, go to iconic.com and you can, this will be there, but obviously I'll put this out on my YouTube channel. Glitchinthecode.com is my website. A few new articles on there, podcasts on there, videos on there. And um, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Robin. Love your family. I always love chatting to you. And I really enjoyed this hour. And I'll let you get some breakfast now. Oh, fab. Cheers, bye. All the best. Bye. Bye.